Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello again. We're back um, with our first post Premier League match podcast of the season. We're back. Um, we are back. Yeah, back in the Premier League. Quite a few teams got off to a good start, and fortunately, we are one of them. Um, yes. So we're going to talk about the Liverpool game, but we've also gone out to our lovely followers on Twitter to ask for some questions. Uh, there are only two of us tonight. Um, you've got myself, Ash, and I'm joined by Ricky. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Good. Not too bad, thank I'm you. extremely happy that it's just the two of us. It's the best two here. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> you're, extremely, you're extremely happy that Tracy's not on <laughs> um, Does that mean you think I'm going to agree with you all night? Mate, if you do... I can imagine her just raging if we just spend the whole thing agreeing. It will be brilliant. <laughs> All right. I disagree, actually, mate. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. <laughs> um, so let's jump, in, let's jump straight into it. Um, let's three do o'clock, it. Three o'clock Saturday kickoff to start the season. It's nice, isn't it? I feel like we, for the past couple of years or a few years, we always seem to end up having a Monday night or a Sunday afternoon or something. So it's nice to get the season yeah. started. It was very nice to get started on a Saturday. And obviously, even though I'm, even though I live abroad and not fortunate enough to, go to the bridge anymore or nowhere near as much as I'd like to. Um, it was nice to see, it was really nice to see all the pictures and videos, everyone raring to go, excited. Just, and obviously just, Full yeah, House as well. Loads of smiles. Well, Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great to see. Full House, less 908 seats. The infamous, yeah. The infamous rail, the infamous seat, rail seat, seat. I mean, that was, let's just talk about that for a second. That was, that was a, a calamity by the club. It? It's, Massive balls I think no if if those nine hundred and eight seats or however many it was is not ready for the first game, there's always going to be disappointment. But I think the main disappointment was the lack of communication. Yeah, if I they think... if they tell everyone three months ago or two months or even a month ago and just go, look, this is dragging on, there's been COVID regulations, it's held back the contractors from working, blah, 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 whatever. People are going to be disappointed, but they're going to appreciate at least they've come back to them and they've allowed them a bit of notice. Mm. And if they would rehouse these people for one game into the executive bit where they were still selling tickets, yeah. I think they, I think they actually come well, off West quite well. The I think West they actually come off really West well if they do that. Yeah, yeah. they come off brilliant if they do it that way. Which they, is stupid because they they come off so well. For, they're paying a lot of money for PR. So there's an agency that could have told them exactly what they should be doing, save face. But it didn't it take very rocket science, minute. did it? And I think the um, rail seating is a percentage of your total capacity. So you look at the likes of Man United, um, they've got more rail seating installed over the same period of time than we have. And it's like, if they can make it work, if they, if they had no supply issues, was it just the colour blue that was out, out, like was out of stock or something? Because... It's a bit it's a bit of a strange one. I don't think we'll ever know the complete ins and outs of it, but it doesn't there's something not quite right there to be honest for me. Well for, it, it, it's a bit of a bodge job anyway, because you speak to anybody It looked awful, didn't it? Some of the oh, pictures well, I saw. Pe- people in the Matthew Arden Lower, um Tracy uh kindly explained that some people were even screwing bolts up like with their hands during the game. <sighs> Fucking so, hell. Not the best job. Not the best job. But um, onto the football. Um, and we go, we don't need to go through the lineup. But I will ask you if there were no, any surprises. No, it was. Um, obviously, I think we was all kind of hoping Kante played. I think at the start, everyone was kind of hoping Kante was fit. But I kind of expected it. He kind of set us up for him. He had a few issues, didn't he? So I wasn't entirely surprised. He took a knock to his ankle in the warm-up before the Super Cup, but played through the paint. Which probably wasn't the brightest thing to do, to be honest. But he was probably, no disrespect to Palace, he's probably needed more for the Super Cup game than he actually was the Palace game. Because we probably, I feel we have enough strength in depth to beat Palace, and that was proven. Um, Probably, probably Azbulaqueta starting where he did was probably a bit of a shock. Um, I would have expected Hudson Adoy to start. Yeah. Um, because it's a bit early for Reese James, I think, after the Euros and lack of training. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just looked comfortable. We didn't re- we didn't really ever look under a great deal of pressure mm. at any time. But no, to answer your question, no surprises for me in the starting lineup. I was happy to see Pulisic get another get another chance because I I think I said on the last poll that I I thought he was poor poor in the Super Cup game yeah. um, when he came on and he had a fair chunk of the game and didn't really do anything. No. Apart from that sitter that he missed. So I was pleased to, I was pleased he got another opportunity, even if it was through Ziyech getting injured. We'll come on to how he played in a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. In a little um, bit. I agree. I think the forward line, it was kind of expected. Um, yeah. Given that we played 120 minutes, which I'm gutted about because I stuck Kai Havertz in my fantasy football team. <laughs> and annoyingly, he got bought on at the end. So he picked up one point. So he wasn't replaced for a sub on my bench. But. Um, I think he'll be back in next week, won't he? I'd be surprised if he's not. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The, Kante, like you say, Kante's omission was a bit of a, a surprise. Yeah, um, but I understand it now. And then Trevor Chaloba starting as well. Um, you know, he done very well in preseason. Superb performance in the Super Cup final. Um, so I, I, I wasn't expecting to see his name down, but at the same time, wasn't surprised. <laughs> No, I kind of think the same as you, actually. I wasn't expecting it, but then I saw he was selected and I was like, oh, but he deserves to start. So I'm not really surprised. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So it started off pretty good, didn't it? We had lots and lots of the ball. Um, We seemed to, I don't know if it was just me personally, how I was watching the game. Um, We seemed to be a little bit quicker in moving the ball forward. And our press was... Very, very good. Whenever we lost the ball, there were three players around Palace players. Whenever they had the ball, we were just yes. giving them no options. And we, I think we drained them of life in the first 15 minutes. I think they just thought, we did. we've got nowhere to go. We can't get this out. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, I, th- I think that, that we, we showed them very early on that they were up against it. And I think our confidence rose and their confidence dipped as a result of that. Um, what yeah, do you think we, from the opening we, exchanges? We had started, I'll just echo everything you said, mate. We started really well. Tempo was good. Um, moved the ball very quick. And I agree with you. From last season at points, we maybe didn't move the ball very quickly at all at points in certain games under Tuchel. But they seem like that's something they've really worked on and they moved the ball very quickly. Mm. Um, and I like that. The the whole speed of the transition of defence to attack was so much quicker. Um, it, it was very good. It was very impressive, especially for an opening day game as well. It obviously wasn't our strongest eleven, um, but it was a strong enough team to win the game, and they'd done exactly what was expected of them. They won the game comfortably. Mm. Um, we'll come on to how we opened the scoring up, um, but I just want to talk about the midfield. I think uh, I think Kovacic was not at his best. Um, but that's expected early season, I think, from the, for a lot yeah. of players. Yeah. Um, but I do think, and this is probably where Tracy would wish he was on the pod, I do think Jorginho looks a different player. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad it's me and you tonight, because I agree with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's key. It's the He's key for me. It's being given the, you know, the shouts for Ballon d'Or, and whether I agree or disagree, that's irrelevant, but... Surely, when you're hearing your name mentioned online with, you know, alongside Ballon d'Or, um, oh, you're confident. That, that, that would give you a boost, wouldn't it? Definitely. And one thing I've noticed with him, he's not dilly dallying on the ball so much. He's doing what he's always done. That was good. He's linking the play well, um, but he's not dilly dallying on the ball and getting caught in stupid areas like he has done in the past. Yeah. Um, he's getting the ball and he. A lot quicker, and I don't know whether that's two curls influence or that's just him slowly getting used to the Premier think, League bit by bit, or a yeah, bit of both, could maybe. Be, could be a bit of both. I think that the pattern yeah. we were playing as well um, are are sort of the, the two centre backs that were on the the sides, if you like, not in the centre, but Rudiger and and Chalabar, um, Their sort of passing lines, if you like, tended to be to the wing back into Jorginho or over the top, yeah. um, and when Jorginho's in there, he's either got to pass 
he's got a pass in, in one or two directions if he hasn't got time to turn. And I just think his decision-making just seems a little bit quicker. Like yes. he knew what he was going to do before the ball got to him. Um, and he I think he's kind of taken well. on a leadership role as well in the team now. He seems like he's really, um, he's really endeared himself. He's really endeared himself, and he and he wants to be seen as a leader in this team. And I feel like he is now. For me, he's, love- he's massive. He's the massive numbers, for us now. The numbers me. we're getting forward as well means he's got more options on for a forward pass, and he seems to be taking them. Um, yeah, there were, there were definitely. And if you notice, passes. he's not having to point so much now, is he? Because everyone <laughs> seems to everyone seems to be on a bit of a better wavelength, with, ruined, and he's not having to point exactly game. where he wants people to go. That's ruined it's, our drinking yes, game. Yes, ruined Tracy's drinking game now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll find another one. Um, I'm sure uh, she won't struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you know we, we we didn't we didn't really create loads. Um, but we were we were getting the ball into dangerous areas, and then we won the free kick outside. And it was that side where you just think this has got to be Alonso Mount standing over it. But it had to be Alonso, and he didn't fucking disappoint. It was did perfect it. angle. Yeah, no, it was perfect angle. And we've seen him ping a few in from that kind of angle. There was a couple yeah. of games sticking out for me. He done it. Um, he done it at Bournemouth away at Bournemouth a couple of years ago. Um, He's done it against Tottenham as well, isn't he? Uh, I think yeah. he's done it away at Wolves. Yeah, he's done it away at Wolves as well in the cup. Yeah, yeah, and it was the right distance. Yeah, couple Wolves a couple of years back. To get it over the wall, it's perfect it. distance. He can get it over the wall, and he's got time to get it down as well. I fancy him more times than not if he's yeah. in that kind of angle to at least hit the target. But if he hits the target, they tend to go in with him, don't they? Really? Yeah. Or he's at the bar, I think, once as well, or once or twice. He, he has. He's he, but. In that angle, he's the only one that should be standing over the ball for that me. Was kind of he's, we had another one uh, at some point in the game, and we gave it to Mount. Um, but it was a good. It was a. It was a great goal. What a first goal to score for the season as well, and for the fans. It, it, it's a great goal. Um, full house, everyone there to see it. I think it's. I think it's a nice goal for him to score as well because I feel like he's given him a lot of confidence. I feel like he's played quite well during preseason, mm. and. I feel like he's probably got a bit of confidence. Not for one minute do I think he's going to stay in front of Chilwell as soon as Chilwell's fit and raring to go. For me, Chilwell starts 10 times out of 10. But it's nice that he's got a bit of confidence and he and hopefully he feels he can challenge Chilwell and that will push Chilwell on because yeah. it did last year. As yeah. soon as we signed, as soon as Tuchel come in, Chilwell couldn't get in. So Chilwell upped his game. And then as soon as Chilwell got in, Alonso couldn't get a kick. So it's no. good. I hope they can push each other because it's only going to benefit us. I think Alonso is a very good player in that position in this system. And I think Rudiger... He's perfect for this system. The, the yeah. fact that Rudiger's gone from strength to strength as well, uh, I yes. think Rudiger's a rock behind and he's very good at sort of sweeping up when Alonso isn't back. So we don't really notice any Agreed. flaws to, to Alonso's game because... We've got cover there in Rudiger during the match, and that obviously that will be different against a um, a better sort of class of opposition where they have more of the ball and we're maybe a little bit deeper. Yeah. But um, but like you say, we, we'll have options. We'll have, we we want to get to a place where we've got two decent like class options in every position, and I think Alonso 100%. and Chilwell would do me. Um, so the, the the second goal, we didn't have to wait too long for the second goal, um, and it was Pulisic. And I know what you said, like. It was good to see him start. I think he is a bit of a confidence player. Um, so 13 minutes after Alonso's free kick opened the score in Pulisic. Uh, Mount, it was a crossing. It looked like a crossing for Werner, wasn't it? Werner made a little near post run, which is a good run. You want to see him getting in there. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, the keeper sort of came out, fumbled it, and Pulisic was you know, following up nicely. So good for him. I it think was he- nice because... Yeah, 100%. Because I tell you what, when you're a bit low on confidence, I think it's easy to hide. And he put himself in the right position. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing goal I've ever seen in my life. But he was in the right place at the right time and he scored. And that's got to do his confidence the world of good putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, sorry. I don't know if I said he started. He obviously didn't start. Ziyech started, but... He obviously got some some good games. He was pretty much he got a lot of minutes, didn't he? Because he was there for extra time as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Ziyech injury was a funny one, wasn't it? Because he sort of 
looked like he just squashed up against the defender and his arm bent at an awkward angle and popped it out. It was very weird. I'm happy he doesn't need surgery, though. He's back in a couple of weeks, isn't he, I think? Yeah. So I'm happy about that. Definitely a weakness now, he... It's not the first time he's done that. No, it's not. And he was, for me, he would have he would have been probably one of the first names on the team sheet for that Palace game if he was fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pulisic, he looked very good. So Pulisic, Pulisic, you know, starting against Palace, he, he, he came on in the, the Super Cup, didn't do as well. But like I said, I think he's a bit of a confidence player. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think getting on the score sheet, getting off, you know, off to a good start is probably good for him. Um, it, it's a shame Werner didn't have one for the same reason. I think in that to get that off that monkey off your back in the first game, it would be nice because it's going to be it's going to be difficult. I was thinking about this earlier. Um, obviously, there's going to be certain games um, where certain people are going to have to play, but when you're looking at it and you need your strongest three occupying those forward roles. Um, it's obviously, it's Lukaku, it's Mount, and it's Havertz. I'm struggling to see if all three of those are fit and and you want to put your strongest team out. Um, more often than not, it's going to be those three, isn't it? And then the rest are going to... I can't see anything other than bit part roles for the rest of them, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. Maybe not Ziyech, because I think... His uh, Tuchel loves his pressing, um, and if he can come back from this injury as well as he was doing pre-season, I think he could force his way in. But then I just think it's a difficult one for Tuchel because he's not going to drop Mount, is he? I don't think. And he loves Havertz, and he has. They haven't spent nearly a hundred million on to put him on the bench for Lukaku, have they? He's going to start. It's a difficult one. I think there's going to be a bit of rotation going forward, I think. 100%. Yeah, I think I think that's it. And it's funny because we, after we've finished sort of talking about the game, we've got some questions to go through and um, we're going to definitely come back to uh, to that and Lukaku and, and you know, tactically, yeah. tactical yeah. line-up sort of way is what we're going to do. But um, I guess the only really thing worth mentioning about the match is the man of the match, the man of the moment. Yes, he, um, he brilliant. He was, he was imperious, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like, what more do you want from your first start in the Premier League? Um, he looked comfortable with the ball at his feet. He reads the game well. Um, he's obviously got a decent shot on him now, as well as we know. Um, he just, what more do you want? He just, he looks at home. That's the only way I could describe it. He, he looks like he's been playing in the team for 10 years. He looks like a seasoned pro. Um, and, you know, you've got to start asking yourself, do you really need to go out and buy another centre half? I think that's a legitimate. Yeah, it is. Funny enough, it is one of the questions we've been asked. Um, I think for me, uh, what what impressed me, I mean, I was impressed by a lot of things he did. Uh, you know, when you when like when I when I play football, um, you know uh, like who the danger man is on the other team, or if there's a tricky winger, yeah. The first the first challenge, you know, is always so important. Like, make him realise he's going to have a difficult day against you. Like Ashley Cole used to do to Ronaldo, you know that first Brilliant, challenge. Yeah. Just make him aware you're there, and it, it's going to be hard for him to get past you, and. Yeah. Zaha, we know he's, he's scored a good goal against us before, and he, he you know, he's, he's not a bad player. Uh, Zaha, no. annoying as fuck, and he's got a weird face on it. It always looks like he's going to cry, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a miserable fuck. But he, he didn't have a sniff really, um, and I think I no, he didn't. Was, was Chalaba. Um But I like I like the, the way he brings the ball out from the back as well, which we don't do as much from. Well, we haven't done as much until. Maybe Tuchel came in. We saw Christensen doing it under lamps, but Rudiger seems, you know, if there's a space to run into, he seems quite confident and like he's allowed to. Yes. And um, yeah, we, we see the same. And 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 Chilova then when he runs into that position, his pass always seemed to be sort of over the top into a channel um, to bypass the midfield entirely. So it's quite quite good from an attacking sense, which you don't expect to say from your centre back. Um, and he's no, 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 no. He likes to get the ball. 
he's so comfortable and to on your first game, no one would have said anything if he would have shifted that ball over to the right hand side or passed it back into the left again. I don't know Everyone where it had come from. <laughs> and for, but for him to have the confidence to just take that and yeah. get it out of his feet, and he and he fucking hit it so well, didn't he as well? And you know, oh, beautiful, we've all seen job. all seen the pictures, the videos of him. You could just you could obviously meant to him. Um, it, it, you could, you could, and he's obviously it, like, you could, you could feel it, not just like hundred percent from everyone in the stadium. You know, you could just so you, pleased for him. It, it brought everyone together. You know, Cobham sexuals, what we are. Um, but it was just, it was just a I'm moment. Proud of it. Real, <laughs> but even, even you know, even um, other football sites and stuff that aren't you know Chelsea focused, they all commented on what a beautiful moment it was. You know, for the, it's a beautiful football moment. You know, if that was any any young player coming through the ranks at any club, um, that's you a moment. see how much it meant to him, can't you? you oh, as you said, yeah. you could feel how much it meant to him as well. And he's, and I think it's a testament to his attitude because there's a few of the kids that have left this summer who have probably had a look at players in front of them and thought, well, I'm not going to get in there anytime soon. I might as well go and play regularly somewhere else. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But he's chosen arguably the harder option. Yeah, he stayed, and I think I saw a brief interview with him. I didn't see it was a print interview, so I can't remember if it was on wherever I saw it. Um, he was saying, "I just I wanted to make an impression this summer. I knew I'd be around the first team. I wanted to make an impression." I'm paraphrasing slightly, and he said, "I just had to make sure I was the first one in every. I've had to make sure I'm the first one in every single day." Yeah. I want to make an impression. That's what I want to do. And yeah. fuck me, you've certainly done that so far. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It is good. It was good to see. That goal was was very special. Uh, have you have you caught the Lukaku interviews yet? The first uh... Not too much of it, if I'm being honest, but I did see a lot of the feedback on Twitter and everyone just said, he said stuff about, obviously, um, that he was so happy for... Um, so happy for him to score the third goal on Saturday. Yeah, and he said he, got, he it looked like he got quite emotional. Lukaku got quite emotional because um, he had a uh, he had a good relationship with Nat Nathaniel Chaloba. Yeah, uh, which is nice um, because they were about the same age when Lukaku moved over uh, from Anderlecht, and uh, they um, they just they just become friends. And I think uh, Nate took him around London. He said. And showed him around London, so they had a good bond. And then, so he's he, obviously and, spent some time with Trevor in he as well. And then, yeah, he said when he's when he was referring to him as his little brother. When his little brother scored that, he was like, and he, he he got quite sort of you could tell he was he was emotional about it. And that's that's just another sign that Lukaku is the right one, and he because he he gets it. He's he's he is Chelsea. He's got a connection with the club. Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he's got it, and you can tell. Tuchel's trying to get a squad of players that all buy into the same thing. And it seems like, to me, it's a very tight-knit squad. And I like that. I really yeah. like that. And then uh, today was uh, was Lukaku's first day of training with the team. And he walked out of the yeah. change rooms at Cobham, uh, him and Trevor, the two of them. Walked out I of saw the, that picture. I did see Trevor, that picture. Yeah. That looked great. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Um, uh, Lukaku's probably a good place to start then. I think I don't think there's anything else we really need to cover from the game. We're obviously going to see a few more of what we class our first team come back for Arsenal on Sunday. Um, yes. So I'd expect to see Silva, uh, maybe Reese. I'm not sure whether he'll start. I'm not sure whether Chilwell will start, but I think they'll be on the bench. Um, and the forward yeah, line... They're getting there, aren't they? Yeah, the forward line, I mean, it's difficult to predict now. Um, it's hot. It's so hard. Yeah. The one thing, uh, right? I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if Romelu Lukaku doesn't start on Sunday. I won't be overly shocked if he doesn't start. No, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, but I think he will get game time. But yes, um, two calls interview um, the other day. Uh, was it yesterday, day before? He um, he did say that there's no doubt that you know it will be Romelu up front. You know he's he's yeah. he. We, we've spent a lot of money on him, and he's a goal scorer, so he's going to play. Yes, hundred um, percent. So it depends how training goes this week. He he might start. Um, but we, we had a couple of uh, a couple of questions about Lukaku. 
I'm excited um, for these questions. <laughs> uh, Big Dean. Dean Carefree CFC. Hello, mate. Thanks for a question. He's asked, what system are we going to play? And who, and who makes way for Lukaku? So you've kind of touched on this already. Um, I just want to quickly go in, like I just mentioned that uh, Tuchel interview. He did say in that, that we um, Lukaku can play at Inter. He played with, on, on his own, like the three, if you like, in the centre of the three up top. But he also played in a two yeah. at Inter. And yes. we will... We, it sounded like we'll, we'll be doing both, if I'm honest. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, Dean, I wouldn't be surprised to see both um, the 3-4-3 three, three, um, or a 3-5-2. Yes, I agree. I, I think it's going to be what we've been used to is going to be the primary. So it will be the three up top. Um, but I do think there will be games where it will be two. Yeah, um, I, think, I think like games like against Palace where we're going to have most of the ball. I think a three-one-four-two almost with Kante just holding, and then you know maybe yeah. Mount, Mount and and Georgie as the midfield two with the wing yes. backs, and then Werner and Lukaku or Havertz and Lukaku or, or something. I, you know, I think that's I think what that's what he's building up to. He's going to be fluid in between those two formations. Yeah, and we'll looking, probably, it's going to be those two. We'll probably see um, changes during the match as well. You know, yeah, definitely. Chasing a goal, we can switch to the two up top or whatever. I um, think having Lukaku gives us so many more options going forward. We can do yeah. so much more now. So I don't know if anybody actually specifically makes way for Lukaku to answer Dean's question. I don't necessarily think it's as you know simple as. They're all going to get game. They're all going to get a lot of game time. There's going to be a lot of game time for everyone. Yeah, I think Lukaku will start more games than Havertz and Pulisic and Werner will individually. Um, I agree. Possibly Werner. Don't know. We'll see. Um, Tracy asked a Lukaku question as well. But she her first question, actually, which I think we can spend a little bit of time discussing, (laughs) is... uh, Oh, God. Why is Rick such a prick? (laughs) So I feel like because it's about you, I should be the first to answer. Amazing. Um, I love it. I think it, you know, it rhymes. Rick and Prick rhyme, so it's only fitting. <laughs> it works. You know, if his name was Matt, he could be a twat. Exactly. Um, but I think Rick the Prick has got a bit of a ring to it, and he likes likes playing up to that, and every pantomime <laughs> needs a villain, doesn't it? Um, and this is a bit of a pantomime at times, what we do. So that's why I reckon Rick's a prick. Rick, why are you a prick, mate? I feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like it's a great word for me, to be honest. It's a very apt word for me. Yeah, I just, I, I just like winding people up, and I just like playing devil's advocate. I love it. <laughs> there you go. That's why he's a prick. Um, about Lukaku, she asked how we see his impact following the first game. So after Palace, um, after that game, how do how, what impact do you think Lukaku's going to have? What I think he transforms the team because it's that it's that physical presence, it's that constant goal threat. Um, he can play with his back to goal. Um, he can play it that way. He can get in behind as well because he's no slouch running. Um, he can get in behind. He can he can score headers. It's funny you say both of those things because he said Lukaku said exactly those things in his interview. Oh, I didn't even see it, to be honest. It probably sounds like I've nicked it, but I haven't. He said in Italy, you know, he learned, he got told to practice parts of his game. Um, And he said he can, he can do the two jobs. He can play with his back to goal or run in behind. Oh, he's come on a bundle. I tell you what, I was, my memory might be going a little bit, but I can remember I was there for his first game. From what my memory tells me, it was his first game after yeah. he signed for us the first time. It was a, I think it was the Worthington Cup then, or it might have been the Carling Cup. It was that competition anyway. Nice. Um, and it was it was a third or fourth round game at home. I, th- I think it was Fulham. Um, and Drogba was injured. Anelka started up front, but Anelka's hamstring went after about twenty minutes, and he come on Lukaku, and he was like, "What was he then? Eighteen? Um, yeah. And he was so raw when he come, kept running the ball out all the time. 
He yeah. was so raw. And to see him and what he was doing last season, it's like it's just like the how much he's evolved. Though obviously I know it's been a, it's been a good seven, eight years or so now since then. Um yeah. but he's come on just he's come on a bundle and he's evolved so much. We're getting I think we're getting the best Romelu Lukaku now. Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. For me, I think in answer to Tracy's question, I think, how do I see his impact following the Palace game? I think we look at the stats from the Super Cup and the Palace game just in terms of shots. Super Cup, okay, we played an hour, well, we played an extra 30 minutes, we played 120 minutes. Um, we had 20 shots, seven on target. Against Palace, we had 13 shots, six on target. Uh, so, obviously, Super Cup, only one goal. Um and against Palace, we scored three, but expected goals, if that's something people are you know, aware of. Actually, we scored lower than three goals um, on that. So we actually did well at converting our chances against Palace. But I expect the difference Lukaku to make is if we have 15 shots in the game with seven or eight on target, I think we'll score more than one goal. Whereas I don't think we always did last yeah. season. We were pretty wasteful, creating lots of opportunities, having shots, but not scoring. Um, so for me, that's, that's, the, impact. that's the impact. He's going to have and a game. You're looking there as well, mate. Exactly what you just said. He can improve that part of our game, which I've, t- t- to be honest, as long as he stays fit, I have no doubt he's going to improve that part of our game. And we stay as solid at the back as we were last year after Tuchel come in. Um, we're going to be fucking difficult to beat this year. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, We're going to be very difficult. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And I think uh, it it increases expectations a little bit. Am I right in saying that? Um, yes, so it, does. It, do, it does. It does. John Cooper. Thanks for the question, John. Um, he uh, he asked who we have the highest expectations for this season. I think there seems to be a lot on, lot, not pressure on Lukaku, but a lot of people that I think have got high expectations of Lukaku. Because he's coming into a a proven team and system. First of all, that's a great question. Um, I would... Yeah, I... Him, um, because obviously you look at the price tag straight away. That just Mm -hmm. brings expectation on its own, that kind of price tag. Um, For me, based on last year and the form he showed at the end of the season, I'd probably say there's a bit of pressure on Havertz as well. But I think he's going to be fine. That doesn't worry me, that pressure on Havertz. But I think the form he showed at the end of last season, I think there's only... Be- there's Everyone expects better from him again. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a better pressure on him. But I'd probably say Lukaku because of the price tag, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I think there is there is a, quite an expectation on Lukaku. Not necessarily... Like, as we found with, with Werner, I think, from, you know, from a sensible perspective, I don't think... We got the goals we thought we'd get from him, but actually he did transform the way we played. Um, and I think I'd, yes. I'd like to imagine that we're going to get... I've got a high expectation about Lukaku because I think he will give us something that we have been lacking. Whether he'll get the numbers that you know you dream of, 25 goals in his first season, I don't know. But I think he gets 20. I think he gets 20. Yeah, well, we, we were asked actually about uh, predictions as well. Um it was Joel. Hello, Joel. Thanks uh, for always interacting, mate. And thanks for the question. Um, so he wants to know where we think where he where we think we'll finish in the league. Our top scorer, who got the most assists, player of the year, and how many trophies if we include the Super Cup as well? Great question. So, Great question. So we're going first of all. Where does he think we're going to finish in the league? Um, obviously, I think. We, you have to hope we're going to win it. You always hope that we are going to win it. Um, I think if we improve on last year's fourth place, if we finish in the top two, if we finish second, um, I'm not going to be devastated. No. Obviously, I'd love us to win it, but I think you've got to be realistic. It's going to be tight this year, I think. I don't see anyone... City kind of won it at a canter last year. They took their foot off the gas at the end of the season a little bit. Well, but they, they started were... really slow as well. You know, they were nine, but... eight, eight teams were top... Of, uh, nine teams were top of the league before 
January. That's why I wasn't overly surprised they got beat on Sunday. As much as I never like to see Tottenham win anything, <laughs> any kind of game of football, um, I wasn't surprised they beat City, if I'm being honest. Um, City will get better as the season goes on and they'll be there or thereabouts again. Yeah, they, they, um, that defence, they were missing two sort of starters, weren't they? Cancelo and uh, um, uh, John Stones. Yeah, Stones last year was so good for them. He was brilliant last year for them. Yeah, so they've got some players to come back. So I think City will will obviously play better than that. But... Yeah, I think top two to answer Joel's question. I think top, top two. two. Top yeah. two. Yeah, I'd I'd probably agree with that. Um, and then he said, "How many trophies?" Uh, so we've got. Uh, who do you think will be our top scorer? Who will get the most assists and will win Player of the Year? Our top goal scorer. I'm gonna go for our new signing. I'm gonna go for Lukaku. Yeah. <laughs> I'll agree um, with that. That's my. I think favorite. that's hope and expectation as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, then for assists, um, oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I am going to go for. Do, do, do you know what? I always see. You, you know, we have so many idiot so-called fans yeah. who who go on about stats and. Mount doesn't do this. He's only got this amount. Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Mason Mount. Yeah. Now we've got that striker to put the ball in the back of the net. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'd like it to be Mount. Um, yeah. I think. I think by the end of the season it could be Havertz. He was gonna. He was gonna be my other choice. To be honest, so yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, player of the year, so it's so difficult to call because obviously if Lukaku bangs in thirty goals in a the season, then he's going to be uh, an obvious candidate. He's going to be there or um, thereabouts, you know. Mendy, Mendy Blake breaks the clean sheet record or something. I highly unlikely. Mm. Peter Check is Peter Check, but um, you know it's so difficult to call because someone could have a standout season. Um, it's very difficult after the first game. Have you got any idea? Are we calling? Sorry to be so pedantic, but are we calling that supporters' player of the year, or are we saying? I suppose it is supporters' player yeah, of the year. Be, he's yeah, saying, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, I kind of want to say Jorginho just to piss Tracy off, but I don't think he'd ever win it. To be honest, um, <laughs> I don't think he'd I'm, enough fans over. Maybe he could. He could. You never know. I'm gonna go if he stays fit. I'm gonna say Kante. Oh, what a shout. Yeah, shout. if he stays fit, I think he walks it if he stays fit because I don't remember the last time that he was fit and he had a bad game. Um, so he walks it for me if he stays fit long enough. Yeah, and trophies. Oh, trophies, including the Super Cup, that you said? Including Super Cup. So that's Super Cup, Club World Cup, Premier League, League Cup, FA Cup, Champions League. So there's six on offer. I tell you what, two... I saw a tweet from uh, David Branch and shout out to David, by the way. I, he oh, got he it got spot his on. His, his question's lined up next, actually. Oh, has he sent the question as well? That's <laughs> yeah. perfect timing. Um, he put a great tweet out and it was about the Club World Championship. And he yeah. said, I'm fed up of seeing people saying, what would you rather win, the Premiership or the Club World Cup Championship? Club he said, World Cup obviously. You want to win that and then yeah. carry on with the Prem. If you've got any kind of sense, it's the Premier League. Oh, you want to win League. the Premier League. Oh, However, I think he would probably agree. Like that still pisses me off that World Club Championship when we lost it last time. Oh yeah, um, Benitez, isn't it? So I'm going to include that because I feel like we're expected to win that, and we should win that, and we yeah. should win that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that, and the Super Cups too. Um, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say three. Oh, I'm going to say three. When he said fuck it, I thought, here we go. He's going. He's I was going to say four, but then six. I just thought, I'm... I was going to say four, but I need to calm myself down. I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to say three. All right. I'd like to say six. Um, oh, if, oh, if, at oh the moment, if we win six, I'm retiring and not watching anymore. We just It's never um, going to get any better than that, is at it? At the moment, it's, it's all lifts and butts because we don't know how good, you know, what you've got injuries and, and like that. Exactly. exactly. But I, I think we're capable of winning four. Yes. So I'd agree. I'll go with four. I won't predict which ones they will be because we could be well off in the league and smash Europe again. So, um, yes, I'm going to go yeah. with four. Uh, so on to David Branch's question. Um, 
so you've already given him a shout out. I feel like I don't really need to shout him out for start this. Thanks for the question, mate. He'll love a second shout out. I'll give him a second shout out. He'll love it. Shout out, David Branch. Um, <laughs> what What are our views on the team regarding whether we need a, another centre back? Um, especially if that means we can't or won't bring in an additional centre midfielder. Oh, that's... They've all been very good questions. Great questions. That's yeah, the best really one good. and the most difficult so far, that one, if I'm being honest. That Sorry, one's the Dave, most difficult no prizes one. for best question, but just like take the, take the brownie points. <laughs> take the brownie points, that's it. But it's kind of... That's a difficult one. For me, that's a double-edged... That's kind of a double-edged answer. When you're looking at it for this season and you see how well Trevor Chaloba's starting and you're looking, you've got Asba Laqueta, you've got Andreas Christensen, who I think um, has kind of slipped down the pecking order a little bit and how well he played last season is a little bit unfair, but it's how, how I well think it's a testament to how well everyone else is playing. Coming on for silver exactly. in final. Wow. And we've got we've got Rüdiger. So... When you kind of look at it like that, you probably say, no, we don't really need a centre-back. And if it's the choice between the two of having a centre-back or uh, or another holding player in the middle of the park, you'd pick the holding player in the middle of the park if it's a choice between the two, if we can't have both. But then you look at it from the other side and you look at Silva's age, you look at Rudiger's in his 30s, Asbilaqueta's in his 30s, and then you look... Signing Kundi now would be good for the future, but is he going to want to come in and wait for his chance? I don't know. Do we so keep I him on a six-month loan? If he's, if he's that good and worth signing, do we get him now? I think I may have seen... It might not have been David Branch. It might have been somebody else, but somebody put out a great tweet. Forgive me if they're listening. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said, why don't we just sign him and loan him back for the season? Yeah. Yeah, if that's before. an option and the club feel that's a good option I would be completely on board for that I think it makes sense because you're letting them have their best centre-back back and we're getting him in a year when perhaps Silver's retiring at the end of the season maybe I won't be surprised if he does and then you've got Rudiger's another year older. You've got Asbilaqueta's what 33 34 then he's another year closer to retiring mm-hmm. um so yeah that makes perfect sense signing him and sending him back for a year but ideally you still think look into the future and I think you've got to look past this season a little bit signing a centre half I think is a good move but not at the expense of signing a holding midfielder I think the holding midfielder is more pressing than what the centre back is. is there is there enough available in terms of options because Rice is off the cards at least for now that's a great question but he might be available next year or you know if so it's, I feel gonna, like, Sorry, are we, we going to just buy someone now for 40, 50 mil who's going to fill a gap and, and be another Danny Drinkwater? That's what I don't want. What's the guy's name who's got the really long name? Starts with a T. I'm not even going to try and put... He, he, he's good, isn't he? The guy... I think he plays for Wrens. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? The guy who's got the name... Or is that the other guy? I get confused between all of them, Oh, to be what, honest. that other midfield option? Yes, the one that keeps getting mentioned. I've only seen little... I've only seen little flashes. Two, I can't, I can't, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name because I'm going to do it horribly. But he looks decent from the limited bits what I've seen. But to be honest, I'm a big Declan Rice fan. I yeah. think I think you get flexibility with Declan Rice because he can play centre half as well as he plays centre midfield. In my opinion, he yeah. can do both roles equally well. So maybe we don't maybe we don't strengthen it even now, and we wait till next summer. Sign him for less than the ridiculous 90, 100 million that they're asking for now. Yeah. Um, and he comes for 60, 70 million. And I think 60, 70 million for Declan Rice is a good bit of business because he can play in two roles. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I feel like I can't answer David's question completely because there's yeah. so many variables going on and so many possibilities. If we've got the choice and there's possibilities, Sign Kundi now, loan him back for a year. Sign Declan Rice, ideally. Now, if you can. I don't think you can. So, sign the centre-half now. Loan him back for a year. Sign Declan Rice next summer. And in regards to centre-midfield, we go with what we have at the moment. Yeah. I think um, 
I think I'd, I'd probably agree in terms of centre midfield. I think Rice would be a very good option, um, especially like look at what we've got with Lukaku. He knows Cobham, he knows half the squad already. Yeah. Um, interestingly, he he's he a player said, as well. He also said in his interview, uh, Lukaku, interestingly, I just want to mention that, that um, when he played against uh, Kai Havertz in the Europa League, he said to Clavis, you should go to Chelsea. Uh, so I love that. Yes, I saw that. Um, yeah. For me, I think that's great. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about other midfield targets, other, other options for us, to be honest, um, in answer to David's question. No, I think um, Declan Rice, I'm going to put my hat. I think Declan Rice is the best player in that position for us. Yeah. He I fits into us, the squad definitely. well. He's a player as well. Yeah, the fitting good. into the squad thing is a great point. But he's a fucking good player. He's for me, he's very underrated. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he'll only get better as well. He's still young, remember? Yeah. But How I, old um, is he? 22, 23? Same age as, as mate. Oh fucking hell. He's only gonna get better. Um so I I just I don't see any other options available really or know enough about it for midfield. And I no. think with Kovacic, Jorginho and Kante, we might be slightly lightweight, um, but we don't know who's going to stick around. I, I, I can't imagine we're going to see much of uh, Barkley or Ruben Loftus-Cheek, pains me to say. Um, but what Ruben's going to find it difficult. To give us extra cover, if we're looking at, we've got three centre-backs, so, you know, we've got, we've, we play three centre-backs, and we've got Azpilicueta, Silva, Rudiger, Christensen. I think we keep hold of Chalaba because yeah. I think he will get games. So that's five people for those three positions. Let's not forget Reese James also played in the back three last season at times. And played well. And played well. And Reese can also be an option on that wing back. We could put Kalamudson Adoy at wing back. And uh, you know, he did it for Wigan and kept them up, stayed stopped stopped them from relegation. Stopped them from getting relegated, should I say? Um Reese James could play in midfield. He can do it. And I've seen a lot of people shouting it who are big advocates of the youth team and they watch a lot of the youth team. So they saw a lot of Reese yeah. when he was in the youth team and followed him at Wigan when he was on loan. And he's got the physicality. He's good on the ball. There's no reason why he can't do a job for us holding midfielder. Yeah, no reason and, at all. And I think Chalobah can also play there as well. Chalobah can play there. Playing, playing DM. He can play that, and he's played, I think, on loan, he played a lot there as well. Um, but for me, he's definitely a better centre-half than he is a midfielder. That's not to say he can't do a job in midfield, because he definitely could do a job in midfield for us. I would I would have just kept fucking Billy Gilmore around. And if we're playing 3-5-2... Billy, you know, yes, I I would have kept, kept and, Billy. I and, think and rotated him and Jorginho. I think he just wanted to see Billy have a full year and he will get a full year at Norwich. It's going to be a tough year for Billy because let's be honest, Norwich are are going to struggle to survive. They're not going to have a lot of the ball in a lot of their games. So it's going to be, it's it's an important year for him and he's going to find out a lot about himself and we'll see even more so what he's made of as well in that loan spell. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I just think he could have done a job because we, like David suggested, we were oh, a bit lightweight in the field. But, you know, 100% could have done a job. We could, instead, you know, we could easily be lined up with three central midfielders, Kante holding two in front, and one of them could be Mount, one of them could be Jorginho, one of them could be, you know, go forwards, Rice. We He's got options. Going. He's got plenty of options, and that's great for a manager to have options, and they're good options. I think my answer, Dave Branch, is should we go after a defender? Um, if it means we can't sign a midfielder and there's a good one available for the right price, no. Um, but if the options present themselves that we should do one over the other, even if it means a low move, I think we, we play the long game, really. We, we don't have to win everything this season. It'd be nice to. But I feel like we're doing it right at the moment with the club. And I trust... I trust the club, um, not to fit Ralph's seat in, but to, to... Oh, no, any kind of building work, they can fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> I trust the club to get in, you know, the, the right balance to this squad. I think they are working with the manager by the looks of things. So, um, so yeah, thanks for the question, mate. Um, yeah, that great is, question. That is, all great questions. All very good questions. That's pretty much all of them that we, um, that we had before we started recording. Uh, there was one question from Lauren Allison. Uh, not really a question, more of a statement. And she said, uh, admit you got watery eyes when Trev scored with the little like 
cry in emotional eyes. Oh, 100%. Emotive. I'm not, I'm not even going to deny that. I, Every, yeah. Everyone did. I, was, I think everyone if he scores did. again, I think I cry my eyes out if he scores again. <laughs> <laughs> everyone did. It was like, you know, Mason. Yeah. It was like, like that Wolves game when um, Tammy, Feek and... Uh, and Mason all scored. Like, I would describe like, it exactly it, like that. It yes. was that emotion. It was that emotion. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So yeah, nice one. Well, mate, onwards and upwards. Arsenal away on Sunday. Want to make a prediction? Arsenal away Sunday. I tell you what. I think it's. And I saw someone tweet. I've seen some great tweets today. I can't remember who tweeted this, but I did see someone say it's going to be a tougher game than we think because it all seems to be all going in our favour. Like all the pre-match no, stuff seems to be going in our favour. Yeah, like Kante back, um, uh, Lukaku. Nick yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Lukaku. It's gonna be. T- it's gonna be tougher than we think. Let's just go in. Whatever happens, f- at this stage of the season, three points. Three yeah. points. That's all I want. Yeah, I um, I'd agree. Three points, no matter how they come. But I think. Yeah. I think we could really make a statement against the team that... Oh, we could absolutely steamroll them. We've got the capabilities to steamroll them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I reckon 2-0 to us. Especially if they line up with that same starting eleven as they did against Brentford. Yeah. And the other thing as well is we've got the, the you know, the unknown X factor about how we are going to play. Like they, they, I'll say I can't set them up to play against us because... He doesn't know if Lukaku's starting or not, you know. So no, what it's going to be difficult, and it's a very different. It's a very different. It's got to be hard to. It's got to be hard for Arteta because, as you just said, you don't know if Lukaku's starting, and if Lukaku's not starting, we're going to play completely different. So that's difficult for him to set his team up. Yeah, yeah, but we shall see. It's going to be an interesting game either way. Yes, mate. Well, thank you for your time. Um, no worries, mate. Thank you for having me. Big shout out to everybody listening. Thank you for uh, for giving us your ears. Um, make sure you subscribe and come and talk to us on Twitter. We um, we're always there. We're we're always there, except when we're not there. But then we're there. Yes, um, we will get exactly. back to you at points. But we do love a chinwag about the football. Um, as soon as we're available, we're always chinwag. Exactly, always chinwag. And Tracy might even join us next time. Oh, don't say that. It was all going so well. You had to ruin it right at the end, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> she's ridden off into the sunset on your donkey, mate. Yeah. I thought it was a bit quiet here, to be honest, without the donkey. Yeah, you've not fallen off today. Congratulations. No. Yeah. All right. all right, mate. I'll catch up with you soon. And I'll speak to you soon, time, mate. Keep the blue flag flying high.